Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are y'all? Good. How are you, Brandon? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Thank y'all for taking the time to do this. Yeah, no problem. I hope you don't mind where we are recording this just so we can pass it along to the other foundation people, if that's all right. Oh, no, that, that would be great. I okay. appreciate it. So <laughs> thank you for sharing cool. it. So Yeah, yeah of course. Um, well, I guess I know we, we had you on one of our meetings, actually. Was that a year or two ago or something that you had kind of shared? I think Laura had introduced you to us, but we've just been trying to be better. We're kind of a newer foundation. And so we are trying to be better about like having a better understanding about the organizations that we've supported and like kind of following up just so we, I don't know, we both feel that it like the more we understand, I don't know, just, a, I don't, we want to enjoy like understanding what's going on and getting to know you guys and the organization better and better and things like that. So kind of what you were yeah. saying. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, no, we, I, I appreciate that. And, um, and uh, we enjoy getting to share the story and, yeah. and where we're at and what we're doing. So, so y'all were at the meeting before, so y'all kind of know some of the basics, but just, um, just a little bit of a reminder, Project 82 is only about, um, oh, we're 14 years old, Okay. kind of birthed out of a local church. Um, I'm a pastor, so um, I'm a the executive director, but I'm part-time and we have a part-time administrator here on the U.S. side. So we are very much Kenyan run, Kenyan led. Okay. Uh, my title makes me sound way cooler than I really am. Um, it's, uh, uh, but we've got a great team over there and uh, we have a, a board here on the U.S. side that that really does a lot of great work. Um, a lot of volunteers who help make that possible. So, but we are an orphan care ministry, but um, our our main heart is to get children into family units. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a large orphanage. Um, the ministry started out like that, like a lot of orphan care ministries, where you're just kind of responding to this kind of massive need. Um, a lot of it had to do with tribal infighting at the time and um, some refugee kind of things. But uh, over time, we realized that a lot of the children that we were caring for uh, have families, whether it's the mom is still around or, or extended family. So, so what we do is we actually partner with the government, the CDC, and we, we um, rescue children or babies that have been abandoned. Mm -hmm. um, abortion is illegal in Kenya, but what happens is uh, a mom may give birth and then just abandon the baby in a field, leave it at the hospital. Uh, all kinds of things. And that's usually because of economics or, or a mental health issue. So we received the baby from a hospital or from the government. Uh, we have foster uh, mamas, you know, but their staff who then give that child individualized care. So from the time they enter our care, they are getting an individualized care from a specific staff person who's just with that baby. We have social workers and nurses that check on the child. Um, but then our goal is to get them back into a family unit as quickly and safely as possible. And 95% of the time we are able to do reunification. Okay. And, um, and so that's been really awesome, whether it's, uh, again, the mom uh, does the work or, um, an aunt, a grandmother, um, an older sibling at times, who's uh, an adult sibling. Um, and so we work with the family, our social workers, we're, work with the family and, and guardians um, to get them back into a family. And then we have another part of our staff who then tries to work with that family to help them become sustainable. Mm 
So we reunite babies and children with their families, but then we don't just, you know, leave them. <laughs> we say, hey, we'll, we'll help, help you in whatever way we can. Um, one of the main things we'd remove off of their plate immediately is like, hey, we, we will cover their school fees. You know, we'll take that off the table for you. But other than that, we really want your family to be able to be self-sustainable because we can't, we can't afford to sustain hundreds right. of families. That's not yeah. um, sustainable for, for us, but, but that's actually been exciting. So we have a team of people who work with um, our guardians to help them really achieve their own goals. And so we give a lot of business grants to help okay. um, people start businesses or help learn a trade. And not only does the family become self-sustainable, but it's actually so much more dignifying and it gives that family purpose and meaning and uh, the ability to provide for their own children is, is very meaningful. So like just a couple examples that have happened recently, like a grandmother who took in her grandchildren. She's an amazing lady. We, we partnered with her. She took in her grandchildren and we said, Hey, what, what kind of goals do you have? And she lives in an area that's very agricultural. So she was already kind of farming a little bit, but she said, I really love livestock. And she kind of presented a plan of what she would do. And so we gave her a grant to buy one cow. Well, I visited this January and met with her and uh, just through her own kind of um, business savviness, she now has two cows, chickens, and a couple of goats. And she just uses that to trade um, for other resources. And, and now she has this whole little farm business um, while taking care of her children. And one of her grandchildren is now, uh, we've helped him go to school and he's now in college to be a social worker. So you just kind of see the full circle. Yeah. She has meaning and purpose. And now her son has been able to go through school, which would have never been able been possible, but he's doing amazing things. And now he wants to be a social worker because he's seen how, what our social workers do. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up working for Project 82 at some point. So it's just, we're old enough now where we're actually seeing a lot of these um, children um, go through school and, and get jobs and, and things like that. And just how it changes the whole family legacy. Yeah. So, so yes, we rescued those children. We put them back in a family unit, but then the goal is to help that family really achieve kind of their own dreams and, and desires with that. So we have about 50, uh, 50 Kenyans on staff who work in that way. Um, so most of our staff are now social workers. Um, and then we have foster moms, uh, we have nurses, and now we, we've really gotten to a place where we're adding layers of care. And so this would be kind of more of an update as um, y'all actually helped us start Let's Raise a Child, uh, okay. kind of a an added ministry to our program where we're now working with the government to identify uh, vulnerable pregnant women before they have the child. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so say for instance, there's a uh, a woman who comes to the hospital and they can just tell she has a lot of mental health issues. That may, may be how she meets us. Or maybe it's a pregnant woman and she gets arrested for whatever reason. Um, so then we have a social worker um, who just, that's all she does is this, let's raise a child. Her and, and our head social worker will meet with her and they'll develop an empowerment plan with her, just like our guardians. Just say, hey, we want to come alongside you. What, what, what do you need? How can we help? So part of that's getting her maternal health care. Yeah. You know, just you know, getting her to doctors. Um, it may be having our counselor visit with her if that's a need. 
but then there's also a plan of like, hey, once you have this child, what's what's a plan in place to make sure that you have shelter, you have a, a way of having income and providing for the child? What can that look like? And sometimes that means meeting her her mother or her family and seeing what that situation is. Can she live with y'all? What does that look like? Um, and uh, again, just an example of this, we just started about a year ago and um, mainly because of the Smith Family Foundation, we were able to kind of get it off the ground. And we just recently had a mom that we were working with <clears throat> and um, she ended up having the uh, baby, but ended up being twins very prematurely. And, uh, but we were able to be by her side. Um, we had already kind of been working with her some, and we were able to be with her at the hospital, kind of making sure she was getting what she needed. And that was just kind of a classic example of, there's no doubt in my mind, those babies would have been abandoned. There's no way she would have been able to handle that birth process with twins, with, with the health issues that she was having. So that's where we're trying to now kind of get in front of the, the yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, so that's been exciting. And then we've also now we're supporting some other great organizations. One is called the Sangita Foundation. And they are a group home for special needs children. Um, so again, we we would rather each child be in a family unit, but special needs children is a little bit harder because there's still a lot of stigma attached to that. We're working on that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, they're an amazing ministry. The woman who started it is incredible. Um, and it's just a miracle that they've kind of been able to kind of do what they do, but we've been able to come alongside them, help them with some policy work. Yeah. And, but then also we pay their rent for them as just okay. a partnership. And um, so that's really been neat. So we're kind of at a, we're kind of old enough now where we're just kind of expanding our care, um, adding the counselor component. Yeah. Uh, we've built a learning center for some of our kids in Molo where they can get tutoring um, or just, have fellowship and fun. So kind of almost like a library type thing that's been recent. Um, so these are just kind of added elements that we are kind of doing Yeah. now that we're, you know, in a, in such a healthy place board wise, right. staff wise. So that's kind of the, the latest. So I'll stop there and see if you have any no, questions. I love that. Um, I have a social work background, child protective services. So I, uh, my own curiosity, how did you how did you guys bridge the gap between you and the government? So it sounds like you guys work pretty closely. Were they just open to your help right from the get-go or what What did that look like? Yeah, uh, we're actually, my wife and I have been foster parents for seven okay. years. So we were we very, well. <laughs> okay. Oh, awesome. Hey, <laughs> adorable. Yeah, we have um, three kids, 12, um, nine and four. And yes. our youngest two are adopted through foster care. Okay. We've fostered seven others that, that were able to go uh, back to their mamas or, and yep. one to their grandmother. So, um, so yes, we've been in that wild, crazy world that, yeah. um, <laughs> so, yeah. um, and it was actually very helpful for me to bring that when I came on to Project 82 to kind of bring that right. mindset. So that was actually, yeah, very easy. Um, it's a great question. They're, the government was very open to us helping them. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> part of it has been, really trying to teach even the government of like best care practices, because at first they were like, y'all do what? Because they were so used to the orphanage model. Mm -hmm. But now even Kenya as a whole is very much um, 
just even within the last year are, are kind of trying to move away from that model as well. They actually stopped international adoption about 20 years ago, mainly because of corrupt orphanages. Now, instead of holding them to better account and, um, you know, still having a way to do international, they just kind of threw everything out because uh, it, it was just not a good situation. So, yeah, they've actually been very supportive. And Kenya is, we benefit that they are a developing country. Uh, now, there are pockets of, of Kenya that are third world, but generally speaking, they have a fairly good infrastructure, um, a decent government, and a a pretty good middle class. So um, there have been times where reunification is not possible. We then seek local adoption, and we've had great success with Kenyans adopting babies and children because there is enough of a middle, upper middle class in Kenya to make that work. So yeah, um, now working with the government, it, it depends. Like in Molo, we have a guy who's a head of child services, and he's not um, he's not um, negative at all, but he <laughs> he has a drinking issue, and he's not always attentive, and getting something signed can be very difficult, you know. But uh, but generally speaking, our work with the government has been very fruitful. We've even done training for police forces in local areas, just about like, hey, if if you see a child, like the first place, you know, like. <laughs> The first route is not just to take them away somewhere. The first route is see if there's a nonprofit who can help them find family. Like, let's yeah. not, you know, so um, that's actually been really good doing some trainings with child services and with uh, the police forces. So overall, that that has been very good relationships. And we really um, always want to be on the up to up. You know, we don't receive a child unless there's proper documentation and the government signed off on that. Um, you know, if someone like a neighbor brings us a child, we, you know, we'll obviously not abandon the child, but we're going to immediately call child services and, and keep them in the loop. So that's very important for us to keep that relationship really, really good. And, and for the most part, they've been um, excellent to work with. No, I, I love how you guys, you've used a lot of the tools, right? That we, in the States have just shown to be better outcomes for the kids, right? Relationship yeah. with family, keeping them in their community as best as possible. So I love all that. Um, so, I mean, I know you shared about the kind of the different programs you guys are doing right now. What are those, like the plan just to continue to focus on those and grow those? Do you guys have any other like campaigns or things that you're working on right now specifically? Yeah, our, our main goal is um we're kind of, again, at a healthy place. So it's really just kind of expanding a little bit of our ministry. So a couple of things that we really want to work on is just to be transparent, we need to fundraise better, mm-hmm. um, both in Kenya and in the U.S. So really expanding kind of our outreach and and even uh, applying for more kind of foundations. In fact, y'all were the first foundation that that supported us. We've really relied on monthly sponsors Okay. Uh, but even that we've shifted. We really encourage people not to sponsor a child, but to sponsor a ministry. Okay. Because in all honesty, even like Compassion International World Vision, your money is going to <laughs> the organization as a whole, not not just to, you know, so so that's kind of already happened. But we've kind of even noticed that dynamic can be weird. Um, whereas the child gets older. Um, they really see their sponsor as their main source of income and they might communicate with them directly and it, they overstep our staff. And so 
not that all child sponsorship is bad not 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 saying that at all I, i've done it um but we really kind of tried to make that shift since mainly our goal is to reunify them into families we're encouraging people to sponsor ministries as a whole because we really want them to see their guardian or their parent as their caregiver not a not a sponsor in the u.s and, and create an odd dynamic so so just kind of those shifts fundraising shifts but then also um we really feel like we're at a place where we want to do more training for other nonprofits in Kenya. And so we have a couple of staff members who would be amazing at it. And I think we're at a place where we can actually start sharing some of the things that we've learned, Mm -hmm. but that also requires bringing additional staff on so that we can release a couple of staff to do more of that. So, um, and really again, let's raise a child is only a year old. So just really still trying to kind of, feel that out. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, we're just kind of adding, we'd love to bring on another counselor for our older children. Um, so just kind of adding to the care we're now doing, um, with our, um, guardian program, you know, empowerment plan, it's mainly been business focused, you know, helping them start businesses, but we're going to add in a layer of parenting classes, um, which is tricky in Kenya. Um, well, it's tricky in America. No one likes to be told how to parent, you know, that's like, <laughs> We all assume we're awesome at it, you know, um, and uh, so, and then I'll, I'll, um, we've added um, some sex education training to some of our older teen- teenagers, particularly Molo. It's a very rural community, so it's almost like the almost like the South in the 1950s. Like no one talked about it, mm-hmm. but that was not good either. So, uh, so we're just kind of adding again layers to the care that we're providing our children, trying to add more social workers so that they can, uh, so that, so that those visits can be more thorough and it's more of a mentoring relationship. So yeah, that's kind of where, where we are at this point. I was just going to ask about your, so your church, you, are you at a church now part-time while you're doing this? Is that the, is that the deal? Yeah, I'm actually a, um, I'm a, actually a full-time pastor and I'm um, part-time with Project 82. So um which so far, you know, I came on, I was on their board for years and leading mission trips for them through churches for years, but it was really about um, three years ago, um, the executive director stepped out and they were looking to hire um, someone new, but then COVID happened. And so they came to me and said, Brandon, would you step in on the, on an interim basis? We know you'd have to be part-time, but it's COVID. It really is probably doesn't make sense to have someone full-time right now anyways, but we don't want nothing to happen. And um, so I stepped in and then after six months, they said, Brandon, just do it as long as you feel like you can do it. And um, it's actually been really good. We, we've had to make adjustments. We, we outsourced our finances to um, a financial firm and that's been really good. Um, and our, again, our board is very active. So uh, many of them are retired, but they basically work every week for Project 82 for free. So that's allowed us to keep a part-time executive director. Um, There may come a place and I've told them, you know, like, Hey, if we ever feel like we're at a place where we need someone full-time, you know, that that's all good for me. Or if there's a time in my life where I just don't feel like I can juggle it. Um, But so far so good. And I meet with our Kenyan leadership every week by zoom. So that's been a really useful tool. And then I go, uh, um, two to three times a year leading teams and then meeting with our staff over there. So 
Zoom and emailing is a big part of my job. It's just, it's just a lot of communication through those means. But it's been really, really, really good. But really, again, truly speaking, our Kenyan leadership has been really, really incredible. And of course, it takes some time to build trust where they feel like they can be fully honest um, because, you know, they, they're such a, some, oftentimes such a polite culture. They don't want to say anything um, that's adverse, but we're kind of beyond that. And, and they do an amazing job because I, I, I say all the time, <laughs> y'all know better than me, you know, um, uh, what's the best decision. It's not really even the best decision, but how we carry it out. So like, there's always these situations where it's just, um, like, for instance, we had a staff person, their mother passed away and there was going to be a funeral. And so I said, you know, Project 82, we'd love to help cover the cost. Um, you know, should we just cover it entirely? It wasn't that much, but like our Kenyan staff was able to say, Hey, no, we in Kenya, family and friends are expected to contribute and we need to allow them to contribute because that's what makes the community, the community. So just kind of an example that like sometimes on the U S side, we underestimate community <laughs> because we're not very good at it. And, um, and we overestimate finances where our, our Kenyan leadership can really help us make a nuanced decision, even with how we might help someone is, Hey, let's do this, but let's not do that because really their family has a responsibility to help as well. And so we really try to make sure that we help without hurting, but also help in a way that we're not fracturing community long-term. So even when we take mission trips, you know, people always, Hey, should we bring some, free shirts and that's where we're always like, well, no, because then we put the t-shirt guy out of business, you know, so we have to be conscious of how we impact the local economy. And so, but uh, we just really have an amazing staff. So, so far it's really worked with me being uh, a part-time executive director. What else is good about that is like most nonprofits, if really if 80% of donations are going to the ministry, that's pretty solid. Ours is like 96% because we have such low overhead on the U S and we don't have a, we don't have a CEO who's making 350,000 a year or something like that. You know, we, we really try to keep those costs minimal. And so that's, it's really nice to be able to tell people like, Hey, when you give to the ministry, it's truly going to Kenya. Um, there's, there's really hardly any that is covering overhead sort of costs kind of thing. That's all great. And really quick, your, what is like your, your budget for your current fiscal year? Yeah, so our budget is around seven hundred and fifty thousand a year, wow. um, and um, and it's been about you know yeah we've we've really been thankful you know um, even through COVID we've really stayed pretty solid. The only thing that kind of concerns us financially is the exchange rate. Um, <laughs> the strength of the dollar has really benefited us and. Maybe it'll stay like this forever, but if the exchange rate ever changed, like um, <laughs> if shillings went up in value or anything like that happened, we could get in a pinch fairly quickly. So that's always kind of a concern in the back of our head where we know we need to diversify kind of our support and our revenue because you don't want to rely on that forever. But that's been a, really since we began, the exchange rate has been a very beneficial thing for, for our organization. So, um, but, but generally speaking, yeah, we've really, even through COVID, you know, our financial situation, of course, the Smith Family Foundation was a huge blessing in terms of being able to expand what we're doing. 
we wouldn't have been able to do that um, without it. So please pass that on. <laughs> so that's been very huge. And, and let me share too, if, um, if anyone from your foundation would like to go to Kenya, just so you know, um, whether it's church partnerships or foundations, um, one to two people can go for free every year. That's just, if you want to see the ministry firsthand, if you want to be there in person, um, always let me know. If y'all would like an in-person presentation or meeting, um, I'm always glad to, you know, going from, a, y'all are in Chicago, correct, or area-ish. Um, you know, we're in Atlanta, so going to Atlanta to Chicago. So just, you know, we don't like to be pushy, but we always want to say we're available. You know, um, I'm glad to come up there, but we're also glad to, if there's anyone who'd like to go. Um, and And typically, you know, like we have, um, a pastor who's going to Kenya for the first time in June with me, who um, they're a potential church partner. And so that's just something we like to do is like, Hey, it, it's one thing to hear about it, but it's another thing to see it, meet our staff. They're incredible to see the babies, to see the children. So y'all just let us know if you have someone on your board who's interested in going or a couple of people, we can certainly facilitate that. That would be great. Awesome. Good to know. And we'll definitely pass all that on. Thank you for your time, Brandon.